0: On today's Good Word, we're talking about truth behind cliches and a choice to remember. I had a friend growing up who would get annoyed whenever someone repeated a cliched phrase. In typical teenage fashion, he would try and come up with something contrary whenever he was in earshot of a phrase he disliked. After one of our other friends had offended him, I said offhandedly, well, forgive and forget. My friend just glared at me and said, No, resent and remember. In reality, it was just a joke, and he easily forgave the friend who had upset him. But the reversed cliché has stuck with me. I started wondering about combining the two. Could you forgive and remember? That didn't seem like true forgiveness. Resent and forget? Well, that's just dislike. Perhaps it really is just one or the other, which has left us with the cliché that seems to be based in truth forgive and forget. Forgiveness has to be complete in order to mean anything. Holding onto a grudge after giving pardon earlier is a form of hypocrisy. The Lord set the example in this. During His mortal ministry, He brought the calming balm of forgiveness to the world, promising relief as long as we promise to repent and turn to Him. To forgive and forget is literally Christ-like, he wasn't going to hold something we had repented of over our heads because that was the whole point of preaching repentance. True forgiveness for our sins can only be given to us by the Lord himself. He alone has the power and the knowledge great enough to offset the mistakes and provide the relief to those who need it. And repentance isn't just a delete key for when we've tripped up, but instead it's an essential part of our growth as we become more like our Savior. For such an important aspect of his atonement, the reality of repentance isn't that complex. He gives his simple explanation of repentance in Doctrine and Covenants, section 58, where he gives his own perspective on the process as well. Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. By this he may know, if a man repenteth of his sins, Behold, he will confess them and forsake them. The Lord's forgiveness through his atonement is so abundant that if we follow his instructions, it's as if the sins never existed in the first place. We are to fully acknowledge and completely abandon our past actions as we work to become better than we were. In our journey back to him, the Lord is most concerned with our direction, not where we are at any given moment. He doesn't care where we've been as long as we are coming unto him. The Lord has done for us the great service of forgetting after our sincere change of heart and asks that we do the same for our brothers and sisters. Holding on to the guilt for our own mistakes isn't good for us either, as it prevents us from moving forward full-heartedly. But we don't need to forget the lessons we've learned through the repentance process. Otherwise, what would be the point of changing? We are to forgive and forget the transgressions of others following the example of the Lord. And in our own self-improvement, we remember the Lord in what we've learned without being burdened by the weight of our past mistakes. If our repentance has been complete, the Lord's power works on us fully, and there will be nothing left to remember, except perhaps gratitude for His grace. And that's the good word.